You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. The Mandatory Samson Podcast, Episode 9, coming to you from a newly revamped and beautiful stand-up New York Lab studio. It looks awesome in here. We're really happy to be recording right now. Feels awesome in here. Yeah, we moved, so some, we moved some stuff around. Joey, what are you thinking about this place? It's very welcoming. It is. It's very nice. It's, it's uh, got a warm vibe in here. It's great. Um, welcome, everybody, to the show. We have a doozy of a program lined up for you today. We are definitely, most definitely, going to get into the release of the CIA torture report in a little bit. It's going to be uh, a heavy episode, I, I feel like, but we're going to surround that difficult conversation with some lighter stuff, and I think it's going to be great. We're going to end with a really cool song, which I'm teasing right now, but I'll tell you about it later. I wanted to... Um, Start out first by saying thank you to our pal J Train, who was just out the studio. I was asking him about Snapchat because I was telling him that I keep getting uh, snaps from people, which I love. It's great. It's Man Samp on Snapchat. Uh, feel free to send me some shit. And I, I felt bad because, like, rudely, I wasn't responding to people because I don't really use Snapchat, so I don't mm-hmm. totally get how it works. So I was asking Jared, and he's like, yeah, because you're not adding anybody, so you can't send them a chat back. Oh, like a fucking idiot I am. So I added people. If you want to send me a request, that's great. I get it now, and I will add you, and I'll, I'll answer you guys. It's very, very cool. I, I want to mention one in particular. I got a snap from somebody, I think from St. Louis, I want to say, or Cincinnati. I, I don't totally remember. But uh, somebody sent me. They were at a bar, and there was a Chesterfield cigarette oh, like, nice. ad on the wall. And they snapped it to me, and that was really, really cool. Uh, which leads me into uh, thank you to our sponsor, Chesterfield Cigarettes, and we're going to play an ad right now. Wheels flying, spinning tires burn. Where the cars are tested, you'll find a man stops and takes big pleasure when and where he can. Chesterfield, always the top tobacco, straight grade A of top tobacco in the USA. Sun drenched top tobacco's gonna mean that you're smoking smoother and you're smoking clean. The very best tobacco in the USA gives you big clean flavor in a big big Nothing satisfies like the big, clean taste of top tobacco in Chesterfield. Sun-drenched top tobacco, straight grade A all the way. Chesterfield! Wow, so you can get a uh, Chesterfield cigarette in regular or king size, and that's straight grade A all the way. So thank you, Chesterfield Cigarettes, uh, for everything you do for us. It's great. Yeah, I enjoy smoking them a lot. Sure. I really, I really like them. Thank well, they're you. clean. The, the thing is, it's like you know that there's no adverse effects. That's right. what's important about it. Yeah, there's no health risk, which is amazing. Not, I don't think any other cigarette company can claim that. Absolutely not. No. no. Only Chesterfield, straight grade A all the way. Sun-drenched tobacco. That's right. Nice. Um, I also want to say this. This is uh, something that I'm really excited about. As you all know, we've been talking about Gamergate quite a bit. 
We, uh, thanks to Stina Remo, a little shout out, who's uh, always involved in the show, always tweeting to us. It's great. Um, she got in touch with somebody, actually, from Gamergate uh, for us. And we emailed this person. I'm not going to say who it is because it's not 100% set in stone, but I think we're probably going to end up getting this person uh, in the next week or you know, coming awesome. weeks. So we're going to actually have somebody involved in the Gamergate scandal or controversy whatever you want to call it and i think it's going to be a really great episode and we're actually going to have a uh, little joe harari probably jump in because he has a little more knowledge about this uh than we do and i think it's going to be a really cool conversation so thank you stina remo and, and look forward to that guys that could be a good one yeah i yes. think that's going to be a lot of fun I, i'm looking forward to actually hopefully finally understanding what it is yeah, I mean, my, I, I, I am too. I hope that we do find out more. I have a sneaking suspicion that we're just going to have more questions. Yeah, yep. probably. But we'll see what happens. Um, all right, so as I mentioned, we are going to get into the torture report uh, with the grisly fucking torture report, which I, I have a lot of strong uh, feelings about, negative feelings. But before we get into that, it's a quick recap of something we talked about last week. UFC 181, it was Johnny Hendricks, uh, who's the champion, facing Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler ended up taking the the strap from Johnny Hendricks. We got a new champion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You got it, Joe. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, on the last episode, I said I don't know. I had a weird feeling that for some reason Lawler was going to end up taking that uh, taking the belt. Yeah, I think we had that conversation that like it. Although I feel like a lot of people did want Hendricks to retain it, there was just something about it where I was like, yeah, I don't think he's going to get it back. I think for some reason I thought Lawler was going to take it, and he did. And you can say what you want about the decision. I know there was a lot of, uh, not controversy, but a lot of strong opinions on whether or not he should have gotten the belt taken away. But Right, it went to a five-round decision. Right, and that's... If if you watch UFC and have been for you know a number of years or whatever, the decisions, a lot of them are controversial most of the time. Yeah, the one one of the main reasons is because obviously MMA is a newish sport. It's been around for quite a bit, but like in terms of you know popularity and everything, it's sort of a newer sport. Right. They still use the boxing scoring system. Yes. Which, which Dana White has come out, the guy that runs the UFC. He he's he's against that. They they'd like to change the scoring system. So you, you can end up with some questionable um decisions. This one was probably the least controversial controversial one in recent memory. Yeah. Hendricks kind of fought I would term it maybe a bit of a defensive fight where he kind of just was satisfied to out wrestle Robbie mm-hmm. Lawler Lawler. I gave Lawler as I was watching and I gave him the first round and I gave him the fifth round definitively because he really had a huge flurry at the end of that. Yeah. He the did. fourth round is really the one that, that could, could have gone either way. And, and I guess the, the judges uh, gave it to Lawler, which I'm fine with it. I mean, uh, if you want to hold the belt, Yes, you have to beat the champion, but if you, you're the champion, you have to put on a performance, I think. And, and Hendricks just didn't do it. Right. And that was his, it was his first title defense. And right. I don't know. Um, and, I, and I understand like getting, like getting caught up in the moment or whatever. And, you know, you train really hard for normally you have like eight weeks leading up to the fight. Right. And it, it's happened where fighters will come out. And Hendricks didn't come out flat by any means. No, it just wasn't his greatest performance. No, it but. just wasn't his best fight. Certainly not like the one where he got the belt. Absolutely. Well, or the one where he didn't get the belt, where he uh, the last before that oh, he fought St. Pierre. That was yeah. he probably won that fight. 
And it was a very that was a very controversial decision. That's when Saint Pierre gave up the belt anyway. After so, well, I mean, if all you needed to see was the photo of each of them yeah. after the fight, <laughs> Saint Pierre was wrecked. His face looked disastrous, and Hendricks was basically clean. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was yeah, that was that was a very good fight, and I like Johnny Hendricks quite a bit. Yeah, I do too. It's cool, kind of like uh, old guard uh, Robbie Lawler. Man, w- what a comeback this guy's made. He's thirty something now. I forget, but he, I mean. Very impressive. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think they're probably going to go to Hendricks Lawler 3 next. Yeah. Oh, nice. But Rory McDonald is in line, and I'd really actually like to see a, a rematch. That would be a rematch between McDonald and uh, Lawler. Right. Lawler beat McDonald to get this title shot and then won the belt. So I'd like to see that maybe. Mm-hmm. Ideally, GSP comes back. He fights Hendricks winner. That faces the winner of Lawler McDonald, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, Dana White was kind of hinting at a uh, at a third one. Yeah. After uh, after the fight. Yeah, because so. neither one of them have really definitively won a fight. Right. Against each other, so yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Other big news. Oh, by the way, oh, I'm so excited. January 3rd, John Jones versus Daniel Cormier. We'll get into that, oh. but that's for a later day. I'm just very excited. Yeah, it's going to be a great fight. Um, Joey, this excites you, I'm sure. Uh, big the big news uh, earlier in the oh, uh, in the pay-per-view, Phil Brooks, also known as CM, CM Punk, Punk. Uh, has joined the UFC. Yes, he has. What what are your thoughts and feelings about that? Um, I'm just wondering And how hard are you? Extremely hard, and <laughs> I think he's going to be in one match. He's going to win that and get a title shot. I think you're totally incorrect. Here's what's going to happen. Why? Because that's what happened with Brock Lesnar? Yeah. Well, yeah. Two matches, Can right? Brock Lesnar, here's the, here's the major difference. Brock Lesnar is an unquestioned dominant wrestler, a freak athlete, a huge dude. He His transition into MMA is completely different than what it'll be for CM Punk. CM yeah. Punk has yeah. no wrestling. I mean, obviously, he has a pro wrestling background, but he has no, like, I, I don't think collegiate wrestling or college, you know. I don't think so. So that's number one. That's a problem, not having that base. I don't know what his deal is with uh, Muay Thai or whatever. I do know that he trains jiu-jitsu. So that that's nice, but Dana White has already said he wants to set him up with a one and zero guy, yeah. a one and one, a two and one yeah, guy. Yeah, see how it goes. Because it's not fair to really throw him in against a top level guy, yeah. especially if he's fighting at welterweights. Like, who's he going to fight? Rory McDonald? Like, what, what's he going to do? He'll get his ass kicked. So. Right, and I guess um, I'm wondering how long he's been thinking about this, and hopefully he has been training I'm for sure maybe like the past it. like, I mean, to fight in the UFC. You'd probably need at least three years under your belt. I mean, yeah. I know minimum. Yeah, Jones came in like two years into his training. Yeah, but John but Jones like, is like he's the, Michael, he's the Michael Jordan yeah. of the sport, right? Yeah, he's just an absolute animal. And um, so I don't know. We'll see how it goes for CM Punk. What's his real name? Phil Brooks. Phil Brooks. I don't. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't really like this whole transition of wrestlers coming into the UFC. But I don't here, know, we'll here's the here. I, I like it for two reasons. One, it's going to draw attention to the sport, which is good. But does I love it the need? Sport. It doesn't really need more attention. It do- it's the. It's, it's been the fastest growing sport in the world for like the past two years. They're getting. I mean, it's it's pretty much put boxing like out of you know yeah, out of mainstream society, yeah. but right. Um, even though boxers are still getting way bigger payouts than UFC fighters, which yes. is something we can talk about on a different day. But the fact that like Floyd Mayweather fights like once a year <laughs> and takes like $200 million from right. a fight is absolutely like, where's that money coming from? Yeah. I like, don't know. how I mean, do they still have that much money to pay boxers? I don't get it. 
I don't really either. Yeah, that is kind of a weird thing. It, it is, right? Like, yeah. the, the UFC as a company makes so much money. And even, like, guys, like, bigger guys like Jones and, like, I don't well, know. Well, GSP is GSP the ultimate one that makes a ton of money. the highest earner, yeah. But, like, um, somebody like Rory McDonald, who, like, you know, they eat, sleep, and breathe fighting. Like, right. that's all they do. Right. That's all they do. They don't barely even take a day off during the week. And the fact that, like, he'll walk away, maybe the highest purse he'll take is, like, 40 grand from a fight. Well, Rory McDonald's at a level. Like, the uh, Lawler and Hendricks both got 200 grand. Yeah. Uh, $100,000 No, it's 200 grand. It's a lot of money, but, it, yeah, it's not 200 million. Also, though, they fight four times a year, possibly, you know. So right. It's like they can do it, but you have to be successful. Yeah, and a lot of these fighters, like, a lot of them aren't well. You know, like, they're just not wealthy, like, by no. any means. Like, no. 200000 like, making that from a fight, yeah, that's nice. But, like, these guys aren't living, like, you know, NFL players, NBA players, or, or like, baseball players, anything like no, that. No, like, no. they're... They're basically not like average Joes, but they're not, you know. No, but like the guys that are not ranked. I mean, certainly guys that are not in the top 10. Like, for example, Brendan Schaub, who we're going to get into in a second. He fought um, Travis Brown. Yeah. And he made 35000 for the loss. Right. So it's like, you know, yeah, that's a good amount of money for a day's work. But that's, yeah, he's got to make that last. Get you know? my yeah. ass kicked for $35,000. <laughs> I don't know about that. Brendan Schaub's a douche. <laughs> I, I really like Brendan Schaub. We'll get do. into it. The, um, but you really like uh, who's the other guy? You really like Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, we, weirdly, I, I've recently like started to appreciate Jared Leto. I watched Artifact, the uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars oh. documentary. That was good. Oh. He uh, also check out their uh, Unplugged. It's qu- quite good. He's don't do got it. Quite a voice. <laughs> um, oh, and the other thing I was going to bring up just real quickly. We don't even have to get into it. The UFC just signed a huge deal with Reebok. Yeah. They're doing away with sponsorships. They're just going to have Reebok do all the uniforms just and everything. Reebok. Take that, Nike. Yeah, that's a big deal, and we'll see how it affects the fighters' pay. But Yeah, that that's another thing. Like, Jones is sponsored by Nike. Uh, Not like anymore. Dos Santos was sponsored by Nike. Like, that, those huh. are all gone. I think they probably are able to maintain, like, a guy like Jones or Dos Santos, they'll be able to maintain that sponsorship, but they won't be able to come out with Nike apparel. They can maybe do commercials or something like that. Yeah, but, but like, so Jones fighting in, like, Nike shorts? Like yeah, and I think that's, that's out. That's, that's out of the out? question now. Yeah, I think wow. so. And, I, I, like, you... Reebok's even getting their logo on the gloves, I believe. Like oh, yeah. Reebok's it's gonna, They're going to be decked out in Reebok shit. That's what it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, okay. So. so anyway, so that's interesting. The other thing I wanted to bring up really quickly, I, I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan, um, oh, yeah. his podcast, and that was sort of an inspiration for me to even start doing a podcast to begin with. Love Joe Rogan. I, uh, I had a dream the other night that I was hanging out with Joe Rogan. It was very, very strange. I don't know why it happened. But he was kind of mad at me for some reason, <laughs> yeah. and like, and he was like telling me that I needed to take podcasting more seriously to like get the show off the ground. It was such That's a hilarious. weird dream. Hey, like, good advice from Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, Joe it Rogan. was such like a weird, weird, but like a very lucid dream. Like, it's ins- it was so strange. It's insane that you're saying that because I actually had a dream last night. No. that I was in a place or whatever. I was like at a bar or something. And I was like, oh, there's Joe Rogan. I was like, is he wearing my shirt? <laughs> and then he turned and I was like, oh, no, 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 it's not my shirt. And I I don't know why that is, but that's insane that I had a dream about Joe Rogan too. Dude, maybe we should try and get him on the show. At least call in. Like we both. <laughs> I we, would cry like a little baby. We're two <laughs> up and coming podcasters. And uh, we both had very lucid dreams involving Joe Rogan. He actually follows me on Twitter. 
Does he? Yeah. Oh, actually, I saw that for some reason. Like, you know, you can see like who follows yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he follows me. He, uh, I actually posted like a thing. I forget what it was. About. Oh, oh, it was a commercial for like the pork industry. And it was like, be inspired. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> crazy uh ethereal advertising has reached even hog farmers and he was like whoever made this needs to be slapped verbally but mm. like this is crazy he like actually responded which is pretty crazy uh yeah let's get joe rogan on it christina remo get on it yeah seriously that's your next one taylor <laughs> swift and joe rogan um or kim kardashian what i wanted to bring up oh kim kardashian please oh, that'd be amazing God. uh brett the thing i wanted to bring up brendan Schaub just had the fight like i mentioned with travis brown and he got beaten in the first round and uh, he he does a podcast with Brian Callen, uh, Brendan Schaub does, called The Fighter, Fighter and, the and the Kid. Yeah, and okay. they had Rogan on uh, the day after the you know the, the next couple. of They're days all like the really fight. good friends. Absolutely, yeah. Brian yeah. Callen and Joe Rogan are like uh, you know brothers basically. Yeah. Uh, and apparently Brendan Schaub and Callen were talking, and Brian Callen wanted to have Rogan talk to Brendan Schaub about where his career is going to go now after this sure. because of traumatic brain injury and things like that. Yeah. And they're, they're concerned because they all love each other. They're friends. And Shaw was like, let's do it on the podcast. Rogan came on the podcast. And I really think you guys should listen to it if you're at all interested because uh, Rogan, you can see is pained by what he's telling Brendan Schaub. Yeah. But he's telling him the truth as a friend saying, I don't think that you're ever going to be as good as a Cain Velasquez mm -hmm. or uh. the upper echelon guys. And whether it's today or a year from now or two years from now, you have to really start thinking about the damage that you might end up taking. Yeah, your well-being. Because you're not going to be the champion. He's like, I just don't see it happening. He's like, and, I, and it, he, you could see, I mean, clearly it's like an hour and 40-minute conversation that they yeah. have. But you could see that he's pained by what he's saying, but he's saying it out of love and kindness. And it's really, um, it's touching, honestly. It was like a touching thing, and he's right, you know? Yeah. And so. So wait, so you don't feel that this might like, light something in him to no. aspire even harder try well they, harder they to do talk more. about that because he goes i can't go out like this you know yeah. i can't go out on a loss and rogan's like that's what every fighter ever that's what that's what chuck liddell said that's what every fighter that when says. their career's over they can't go out like that well you have to you have the ability right now to make the choice to go out when you're fine Mm. don't wait until like you're Chuck Liddell where you're going to get knocked out four times in six fights. Right. And you're yeah. going to have a problem. Right. Uh, I think it's uh, a very interesting conversation. Yeah, it, it definitely was. And I think the biggest thing is, as you said, it was very hard for him to tell him that, but y you honestly have to think as, you know, just think about your physical well, physical and mental well. Well, that's what he was saying. Yeah. Too. Like yeah. it, it, and he's right. Brendan Schaub is never going to be. He never really was an upper echelon guy. He was, he was okay for he, a while. He's on his. He was on his way up. But what Rogan's argument was, or not argument, but his point was that he doesn't see the fluidity of mo motion, the quickness that the upper echelon guys have, and no matter how committed he is and how he's hard he trains. Get it it's probably not physically possible for him to be as good as Cain Velasquez or a champion. Right. And he's going to catch beatings along the way that he doesn't have to do. Right. You know? And he's definitely on the back half of his career. There's yeah, he no started older. about that. He started wow. older. And, um, yeah, I think he, Joe Rogan made a lot of good points that he's just, he's, it's just not going to happen. Right. You know, and as hard as that is to say, you have to be honest. And that's, yes. that's just what it is. Like, there's no way around it. It was a really beautiful thing to watch, honestly. Like, I, I was touched by it um, because it's somebody that's being kind to somebody he loves and he doesn't want to see him get hurt. Yeah. And it, it's very, very cool 
to to see something like that. And yeah. I wanted to bring that up as we transition uh, a little bit into the worst shit that people can do. But. Yeah, and one thing, um, the reason why like Joe Rogan is relevant, and I'm just saying this to people who might not watch UFC. Uh, Joe Rogan is a is a huge like. Very into fighting guy. He's been a commentator with the UFC. He's been at every event for years now, like almost since, since the late UFC's 90s, yeah. inception. And um, he's also a black belt in jujitsu. He's just very involved in the fighting world. So yeah, that's uh, why his opinion carried so much weight. Yeah, yeah. He's very well respected. He taught George St. Pierre a, a spin kick, a back spin yes, kick or something. So, like, I mean, yeah, he's very well regarded. And, and, yeah, he's seen thousands of fights and he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So I urge you guys to check that out, The Fighter and the Kid. That was very, very cool. And please, if anybody uh, is in touch with Joe Rogan, tell him we'd like to talk to him. Cause yeah, we, absolutely. We, we love him, but in, in the straightest way possible. Yes. We don't want to make him uncomfortable. No. It's a little gay. That's all right. Um, all right, guys. Here's the reality. Uh, the United States of America tortured um, a lot of people in horrifically grisly ways. And the CIA torture report um, just came out. It was released by the Senate after four-year, $40 million investigation into what happened uh, post-9-11. Yeah. And um, – I'll tell you what, I have some clips that we're going to listen to, and I'm going to save the details of the actual torture, what they did, after we have a little conversation about it. Because I think if you have it in in your head, uh, first, you're kind of going to tune out the other, whatever, it's just the way I want to do it. Um, Dianne Feinstein, who's a senior senator, she based on the report, says torture regularly resulted in fabricated information. A lot of the argument uh, after 9-11 was that we have to do this waterboarding and we have to torture people because, you know, it, it's it's in the moment crucial information mm-hmm. that we need. That's not true. By this, it's completely, you can reject that argument, which people are still making. Dick Cheney, the piece of shit, is still out there saying, no, this produced actionable intelligence. It didn't. It's not true. When it was being said in the run-up, to all this uh they were lying i have clips of bush that we're going to play where um he says that we don't torture we do we unequivocally do mm-hmm. uh, based on this report and it's extremely frustrating and, and the thing that i, I do want to stress as we go through this rem- it's important to look back at bush and cheney and rumsfeld and john woo and brennan and all these guys that were in, uh involved in this leading up they lied they lied to you about the most uh, horrific thing that they could, we could probably do uh, in our name. And um, don't forget that. Like, yeah, you know, people can have whatever opinion they want about Obama. I've expressed a lot of opinion about him that, that I don't uh, agree with a lot of what he does, but the things that he's lied about are polit- for political expedience. Possibly they're, they're not things that are this horrific and internationally regarded as crimes and problems. And we're going to get into that more. I do want to say that Obama failed immediately when he took office by with his look forward, not backwards stance. That's wrong. I'm going to advocate at the end of this and we'll get into that. Then there needs to be prosecutions on this. They're unequivocally, People should be in prison over this. Cheney should be on trial. These people need to go to jail. That's just the reality of it. I said it at the time, and I still feel that way. Do, do you guys have any thoughts about this while I just kind of collect some of this material? Or um, Joey, do you? See, I am a believer in that we have these individuals for the, the right reasons, that they do pose a threat and might have intelligence that would help us to prevent certain actions from happening. 
Okay. However, if we're going to torture them to the point where they're just going to say anything, make up fabricated stories, whatever, just to not be tortured anymore, that doesn't help. It doesn't uh, give a solution. That's a good point. No doubt about that's it. Very good point. Uh, John McCain, who has uh, an intimate knowledge of what torture is like because he was in Vietnam, he was in a, yeah, uh, his arms were hurt, Andy's saying. Um, <laughs> he can't raise his arms. <laughs> no. He's no. Like, he can well, never, whenever they say throw your hands in the air, he can't he do can't that. No, he's just like, fuck But up. he did that for America. Right. So remember yeah. that. Uh, he said uh, it doesn't work. He knows it doesn't work because they tortured him and he said, I just would say anything to make it stop. So, oh, yeah. so wh- let, you know what? Here we go. Yeah. Let's get into this clip. There's a clip Poke of George sticks. Bush uh in 2006 he's being interviewed by matt lauer the hard-hitting uh journalist matt lauer this is george bush let's hear what he has to say and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of uh some of that we're developing tools within the constitution to do so some people in this country want to get rid of them and they're wrong they're wrong you can't expect me and people in this government to do what we need to do to protect you and your family if we don't have the tools that we think are necessary to do so. And you said within the law, and and yet you admitted that there were these CIA secret facilities. So what? Why is that not within the law? The head of Amnesty International says secret sites are against international law. Um, I might as well jump in there. Torture took place at nine CIA black sites. We knew about three. We now know about nine. They were in Afghanistan, Lithuania, Romania, Poland, Thailand, and Strawberry Fields, which was the code name for a secret location at Guantanamo Bay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, More than a quarter of the world's countries helped the CIA run the torture program. And that list is all available in different ways. Help renditioning, help with the torture, whatever it was. So when... He's saying we, we don't do this. We do do this. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of the world helped him do it. Yeah. We just agree, disagree with him. And plus, my job is to protect you. And most American people, if I said that we had the, who we think is the mastermind of the 9-11, they would say, why don't you see if you can't get information out of him without torturing him, which is what we did. Were, were you made personal? My job is to protect this country, Matt. And uh, I'm going to within the law. These and it gets second-guessed all the time by people who don't live in the United States. But let me remind you, September the 11th for them was a bad day. For us, it was a change of attitude. These, these alternative methods you talked about in terms of extracting information from these suspected terrorists, were you made personally aware of all of the techniques that were used, for example, against the Khalid Sheikh Mohammed? And did you approve all of those techniques? I, I, I told our people, get information without torture and was assured by our Justice Department that we were not torturing. Okay, so they lied. Yeah. So we yeah. have proof that he said don't do it, and I don't believe that he said don't do that. No. But uh, maybe Bush, I'll give him a pa- a little half a pass on that. Cheney knew for sure. Yeah, upper echelon yeah. people knew. Yeah. Um, so we have him. Uh, the, the reason why I wanted to play some of these clips, and we're going to play a couple more, is that they're saying lies that we have recorded, and now they're proven that they were lying. So they're guilty of these things. It's been reported that with Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, he was what they call waterboarded. I'm not going to talk about techniques that we use on people. One reason why is we, will. we don't want the enemy to adjust. Mm. American people need to know we're using techniques within the law to protect them. You said to me, you said to me, how can we be assured you're doing everything it takes to protect the American people? And I'm saying to you, we're listening to al-Qaeda if they're calling in this country, and some people want to get rid of that program. We had walls that did not allow criminal investigators and intelligence forces to talk to each other. We've eliminated the laws. Let me finish. And, but one of the, the best source, according to those who are on the front lines of protecting the American people, is when we pick up somebody off of a battlefield 
that we interrogate them within the law to get data. And I would strongly urge people to look at that speech I gave because I declassified classified information to show how important the information we got from whom we think is the mastermind of the September the 11th attacks. It is unequivocally false that we got any information by waterboarding Khalid Sheikh Mohammed that led to anything uh, of substance. Yeah. It's just false based on this report. Do you notice how many times in this interview he keeps saying to protect the American people? Like he just keeps peppering that in there just to be just to make sure everybody gets that point. That that's the only reason why we were doing this. Absolutely. Is to, is to protect you. That's why that's it's important it. to go back and listen to this shit because you don't remember. Like, yeah, everybody looks back, oh, Bush was terrible. He was an idiot. But when you go back and actually listen to the way that they phrase things, what they're mm-hmm. saying, the propaganda they're putting out every day. It's not just Bush. Always. Cheney's out there. Rumsfeld's out there. Condoleezza Rice is out there. They tricked uh, Colin Powell into lying to everybody. Yep. Like, it was an oppressive propaganda machine that this administration put in place, That's unlike stuff that we've seen in, in many, many years. So, it's, yeah, it's taking advantage of and it's taking advantage of basically what happened on 9-11 yes. and just being able to do whatever you want to get the information. And as we talked about, these guys were probably just giving us information just to get the torture to stop. No, no doubt about like, it. Like, there's no way they could even prove that they were getting accurate information. No. Just uh, something to make it stop. Completely, and they knew that. That's yeah, the thing. That's yeah, what comes exactly. out in this program. And when we go through, we're gonna de- I'm going to detail these forms of torture because it's fucked what happened. Yeah. You, would, you, uh, you go, oh, of course they would make up information to try to get out of these horrific uh, acts that people were putting on them. Anybody would, I would tell you whatever you wanted to hear to get that to stop. stop. Well, yeah. Oh, when we talk about this shit, you guys will 100% agree with us. There's no way that you can look at it and go, oh, yeah, but that would be reasonable uh, information they'd be giving. It's just not. Okay, here's my question. Gotcha. So so does does President Bush actually know the laws or is he just saying that as rhetoric? He, here's what, here's part of the problem. He, um... John Wu, I think, was the lead counsel for the uh, for the president. Yeah, he they made amendments to the to the like they would basically change the rule or word it differently. Going. Exactly, yeah. so they were making up the laws as they were going to kind of justify what they were doing, okay. as opposed to putting what they're doing in line with the law. Right. That's criminal. You go to jail for that. That's that is unacceptable. And I, mm-hmm. I think you, as we keep going, you'll see these yeah. people need to be put on trial. I would love nothing more than to see Dick Cheney in prison for what he's done. Here. It'll never happen, though. I don't That's know about that. Thing. I don't know about that. Really? This is a fucking damning. Yeah, because go to go to Europe. If Dick Cheney goes to Europe, somebody could try to. Well, we'll get, get him on war crimes. We can't. Yeah, yeah but he's we, a war criminal. We have war criminals walking around. We can't convict. Uh, the police officers who killed Eric Garner. <laughs> yeah, so right. we're going to convict these uh, these like high-ranking U.S. officials. I don't see it happening. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because maybe that is the thing. Like maybe that's the thing that we could do about this. You you want to talk about justice? We've been talking about it quite a bit the last few episodes. This will be justice, and and a justice in a global sense where we can restore the honor of this country as opposed to being a disgrace which is what we are right now we've been far from honor for a long time basically no since september 11th took yes place. and it's because these were the people that were in charge exactly uh let's finish up this interview and then we'll, we'll get to the forms of torture which are uh, yeah. despicable oh i just, just want to mention real quick isis like we talked about with james foley they waterboarded him they were using mm-hmm. cia techniques yep. if they're using any of these other techniques god damn us because this is a, a, a just, nightmare it is a An absolute a- beyond a nightmare i yeah. mean it made me sick reading it honestly yeah 
it did. And and like, yeah, they're terrorists. Some of them are terrorists. Twenty six of the people that we tortured were not. They were. It was an accident. They right. they had nothing to do with it. And they just happened to be. They there. were in the wrong place at the wrong time. And oh. some of them actually showed up to give us information that we could act on. We lost them. We didn't really pay attention, and we tortured them before. We actually got information from them. So that that's the type of incompetence that we're dealing with in these situations. We'll get into that more. I want to let this within the law issue slip, though. I mean, if, if in fact there was waterboarding used with Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, and for the viewers, that's basically you strap someone to a board and you make them feel as if they're going to drown. You put them underwater. If that was legal and within the law, why couldn't you do it at Guantanamo? Why did you have to go to a secret location around Man, the world? I'm not going to talk about techniques. And I'm not going to explain to the enemy what we're doing. All I'm telling you is that you've asked me whether or not we're doing things to protect the American people, and I want the American people to know we are doing so. At some point, Mr. President... Are you, are you telling me this? Oh, no, you're just counting how many no, times he said that? No, that's yeah. the fifth time he said protecting the American people. Yeah, because that's the line. That's that's Reaganism at its best. Yeah, where mm-hmm. it's, 100%. It's, it's uh, soaring rhetoric without any substance, and yep. that's what these guys were great at. Just And also, the report details that the CIA was put... was When they would ask answer questions to the media, they were putting out false stories. Yep. Um, 100% false. 100% false. So... Yeah, there needs to be prosecutions here. If, if techniques, these alternate, alternative Matt, techniques are used, I'm not going to ask you to specifically okay. say about them, but if they are used, are you at all concerned that at some point, even if you get results, there's a blurring the lines of between ourselves and the people we're trying to protect us against? Uh, Matt. That's I'm a great point, by the yes. way. What this government has done. And we've already seen the outcome of that, like I just mentioned with ISIS, right? How do we differentiate ourselves? It's a moral equivalence if we're doing the same shit as them. We can't sit, claim the moral high ground when we're doing worse, basically, than what they're doing. Right. The, I think cutting somebody's head off is more humane than some of the shit that we did. Yeah. That, and that's, that's honest. We'll, we'll get into it. But that's why I wanted to save that for the end, because hear the bullshit, and then we'll get into it. Is to take steps necessary to protect you and your family. You asked me about your family, and you represent a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And the best information we can get is from people we take off the battlefield so we can act on it, so we can stop plots before they happen. What about the big one you missed, you goofy son of a bitch? Yeah, all right. And whatever we have done is legal. That's what I'm saying. It's in the law. We had lawyers look at it See. and say, Mr. President, this is lawful. That's what- right. They had lawyers look at it and make it, lawful. quote, lawful. Yeah. But it's still internationally unlawful ronald reagan signed on to the confederate uh the uh, convention against torture he championed it signed on to it uh and i have that we don't have to get into it if you really want to read this article too it basically says no matter what the circumstance no matter who you're fighting no matter what intelligence you might be able to gather you are not allowed to torture that is international law championed by saint reagan okay and these are the people that would uh you know worship at his feet doing the absolute opposite of what he would have wanted. All I can tell you, I'm not going to tell you uh, specifically what's done because I don't want the enemy to adjust. This, we're at war. This is people that want to come and kill your families. <laughs> and the best way to protect you is to get information. And I'm confident the American people understand why we've done that. You see, we've acted on information they've given us to prevent attacks. No, you didn't. And um, these are real. This, this isn't make-believe. I, I love that line because it is make believe. Yeah, it is make believe. It, it's so that like when people throw around the 1984 comparisons all the time. It's 1984. He's saying 
the opposite of yeah. what is true. The like, laws, the laws are make believe, and the answers we're getting from the torture are make believe. Yes, those are the two, the two most important factors of this entire thing: the law and whether we were right to do this, which obviously we weren't, and the information we were getting as a result of it. Right, both make believe fairy tales, as he would say. They're fairy tales. Um, uh, okay, so. You know, I had another clip of Bush. Basically, it's a two-minute clip. You can look it up. He he says unequivocally, we don't torture. Okay. We do. That's a false statement in public. That's evidence that, you know, he should be on in, in a trial. That's going to be damning because he's lying, clearly yeah. lying. And he's either completely in the dark about it, which I don't believe. I don't believe that for a second. Or he's willing, willfully lying about it, which is probably more the case. And one thing I want to bring up real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Just so we're not having just a completely one-sided show here. I know torture is wrong, but I understand that it is a part of war. It's been a part of war since since Vietnam and way beforehand, since since World War One, World War Two, all of that. Every country, whether they want to admit it or not, has used it at some time. I'm very confident in that. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, if if a quarter of the world's countries participated in this program, there's probably been some torture taking place, yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to sit here and act like, and just say that, like, this is, it's very wrong, but I don't, um, I get in some circumstances you you might have to use advanced interrogation techniques. It's not right. But maybe, just maybe, to stop attacks and to stop certain things from happening, you might have to use these techniques. See, but I... That's, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I hear you. But I, but I still, I don't think it's right, and, I, and it's horrifying. Right. But it, I don't want to make it seem like the United States is the only country that's ever done this. No, we're not. Um, I... And that this is the first time that this has happened. Right. I wholeheartedly disagree with you, though. I know Simply you do. because, I mean, forget the moral and the humanity of it. It doesn't work. That That's the thing. I'm always against wastes of time. Like we talked about with the death penalty. It's like, wh- why are you doing it if it's not the most cost-effective thing, if it's not the actual smartest thing to do? This shit doesn't produce actionable intelligence. So. And- that's it. And this but this is what I want to say. That's not my point of view. I just wanted to put that out there as because that is a lot of people's point of view. 50% that, of the American 47% yeah. of the American public thinks that torture is sometimes okay. It thinks it's sometimes okay. So I didn't want I didn't want us to go through this entire episode without that other voice being heard. All right, that's fine. I don't agree with it. I I actually, I agree with you, and I think we're all in agreement that this is horrifying and it's, it's awful and it's probably the worst thing you could ever do to somebody. But I just, I didn't want to make this a completely one-sided show. I wanted, all right. a, at least if people are in the dark about, you know, this whole thing, that they know that 47% of the people do agree that torture is sometimes okay. Yeah, but here's the problem with that. The 47% of people who agree that torture is okay only agree if there are good results or if the results actually come from I don't, it. That's, nah, yeah, I, don't, I that's, feel. That's possible because that's part of the sometimes they think it's okay because, right, they're under the... First of all, well, I don't think they the know thing. the They're extent. under the impression right, that, 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 that every time you torture somebody, you get 
results from yeah, it. Yeah, because get, they're watching you, 24 and they think that's exactly, reality. It's exactly, not reality. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the, those poll numbers are after this shit. But I, but I yeah. think it's going to stay kind of the same because I have a Fox News clip. And we know that probably half the country, or, or at least half the country politically, is getting their news from them. And we'll, we'll go into that clip in a little bit. It's infuriating. If I, mm. I would go in there oh, God, and fucking yeah. throw hammers at these people, I really <laughs> hate them. I mean, it's infuriating. Um, Who throws all right. hammers? I Mario, <laughs> Super Mario. That's true. Um, I would here. We're gonna. I'm gonna go through the. Here's the thing. I have a couple of um, articles that like detail the mm-hmm. torture in more depth. I'll read a list of it, and as we go, you, we can talk about it. And I'll, I'll read some of the more like the details of these things because I think it's don't fucking avert your eyes. Pay attention. And these are document. This happened. It's a yes, fact that it's this in happened. The, it's in CIA documents. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. in this investigation. They they got the information. I want to say right before we start, there's a. Um, one of the black sites was codenamed Cobalt. It was in Afghanistan. Yep. It was. This is just to give you an idea of wh- who's running this this shit. Run by a junior officer with no relevant experience and quote issues that should have disqualified him from the CIA to begin with, mm. be it mental health or whatever. Yes. Some employees had quote histories of violence and mistreatment of others in their past. These are the people that they allowed to run the black sites. Michael Vick was running one of them. Yeah, he, and running fast. He ran. I, right I don't think you're being insane. He class. ran the forty. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that that just gives you an idea. Here's the rundown of shit that we were doing to yes, people that possibly had information, possibly terrorists, but more often than not, were right. Well, worthless. Did not have guys, information guys that were and were not l- literally the guy that would go pick up the food for Bin Laden. Like right. that's the type of yeah. people we were torturing. Uh, okay. Significant waterboarding, and we're going to get into more depth on these because I think it's important. Significant waterboarding, near drowning, standing on broken feet and legs, uh, well, shackled, uh, nonstop interrogation. When we say nonstop interrogation, we, literally weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. You don't sleep. You They keep rotating people in and out. The lights are on. There's music playing, and they're interrogating people. Metallica, master of puppets, right. blasting. Mm-hmm. For a week. Yeah, for a week. Uh, rectal feeding. Okay, uh, threats to mothers. They would they would say we're going to go and rape and kill your mom. We're going to slit her throat. We're going to do this and that. Sexual assault, forced nudity. They would just have people walk around naked on all fours. Which uh, to um, Muslims is not okay. No, it's extreme, and it's you know obviously it's degrading and dehumanizing yeah. to anybody. Frozen to death. They left a uh, they chained a guy to a wall for 70 something hours naked uh, he was sitting on the concrete uh shackled he couldn't do anything mm-hmm. and he f- froze to death he had hyperthermia he died yeah. um sleep deprivation extreme sleep deprivation we're talking 70 hours 80 hours a week many you know of just insane amounts where people were having uh full-blown visual and auditory hallucinations where they literally are going crazy that's who we're trying to get information from god joey how are you going to get information from someone who's in that state to begin with you're not because they wouldn't know that's from town because you're not trying to get information that's what the reality of this is you gave um psychotic people a playground where they could be sadistic to people that uh they don't look at as people we might as well have had ted bundy running this yeah, he probably would have killed them quicker. He probably yeah. wouldn't have done this. Right. Uh, guns and drills. They would have shackle people to the wall, keep them up for several days, and then threaten to kill them and, and operate drills near their bodies and things like that. Mock executions, yeah. Uh, they would put people in uh, coffin-sized boxes for weeks at a time. Um, just leave them there. And then at, while they're there, they would tell them, uh, you know, we're going to bury you. This is the, you're going to leave in this. Mm-hmm. 
um, they would play Russian roulette with people that they were uh, torturing. Now, this sounds bad. It sounds worse when you read the the actual details of this stuff. Did you get into uh, insects? No. Oh, yeah. Was no. Thing. What was that? Uh, basically, the threatening to dump like you know a thousand bees into those coffins. Oh. That they're gonna, <sighs> yeah. Right. It's another um, nice thing we were doing. I'm going to read through some of this stuff. It's gruesome, but let's pay attention to it. Let's hear it because if they were, they're doing it in our, in our name. George Bush was on TV all the time. I'm doing it to protect your family. Well, okay, this is what they were doing to protect you and your family, supposedly. Um, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed was waterboarded 183 times. Uh, there was a series of, of near drownings where he would literally turn blue and his mouth would be full of water and then he would come back. Okay. Um, he would convulse, vomit. There was the salt pit. That's what we were talking about. Cobalt. Um, let's see. And if, I, if I'm sorry if I'm because I'm just kind of looking through this. Oh, I already read that. Standing on broken legs. Uh, a detainee who had been held partially nude and changed to the floor died from hypothermia. Um, let's see. It was a, the salt pit was so dark at times that the um, the people that were running it would have to walk around with like mining hats on. That's how dark it was. Oh. Um, they would make people stand chained to each other. Um, on broken legs, even after they told them they wouldn't do it. They, they told them we won't do this, and they did do it. Uh, let, let's see. Forced – here, yeah, let me – this is a better article. The, and by better, I just mean more information, not – it doesn't sound better. Uh, f- the forced rectal feeding. Uh, this guy, Majid Khan, was subjected to involuntary rectal feeding and rectal hydration, which included two bottles of Ensure – and later that same day, Mashid Khan's lunch tray, yeah, the lunch tray. consisting Jesus of hummus, Christ. pasta with sauce, nuts, and raisins were pureed and rectally infused. Uh, additional sessions of rectal feeding and hydration followed. Um, there was no demonstrated medical need for that, obviously. Um, we already brought up the guy with hyperthermia, the power drill. We, we got into waterboarded until he turned blue, verge of drowning. Um, Forced nudity was regularly used as an interrogation. CIA officers at detention site Blue, which is, uh, I don't know where that was, contained in the, let's see. They used uh, enhanced interrogation techniques against Bin al-Sheib for approximately three weeks, uh, including sleep deprivation, nudity, dietary manipulation, facial holds, attention, grasps, abdominal slaps, facial slaps, and walling. Yeah, walling. Okay. Which is a big one. Um, let's see. You guys can talk for a second. So I just want to look for... It, it seems to me that the people who are running these black sites are just getting off on hurting other human beings. No that, doubt. It's, that's, it's sadism. That's what it is. It's, it's yeah. pure sadism. That, that's all it is, is these they got these fucking animals within. And the, the, the sickest thing is, is that they definitely handpicked all of these people. Oh, absolutely. These people with like these backgrounds of mental imbalance. There was and somebody stuff like who that. was actually basically w- would be qualified as mentally challenged, a, a retarded person. They were torturing. Don't them. say retarded, please. Well, whatever. I, I don't know what the pro- mentally challenged, whatever. But that's developmentally what, disabled. Deve- okay, then that's what it was. Yeah. Um, detainees were subjected to seemingly unimaginable periods of sleep deprivation. This one is so fucked. Uh, uh, Abu Jafar al-Iraqi was subjected to nudity, dietary mil- manipulation, insult slaps, abdominal slaps, attention grass, facial holds, walling, stress positions, and water dousing with 44-degree water for 18 minutes. He was shackled in the standing position for 54 hours as part of sleep deprivation and experienced swelling in his lower legs that required blood thinners. He was moved to a sitting position. His sleep deprivation was extended to 78 hours. 
After the swelling was uh, subsided, he was provided with more blood thinners returned to the standing position. The sleep deprivation was extended to 102 hours. After four hours of sleep, he was subjected to an additional 52 hours of sleep deprivation, after which CIA headquarters informed interrogators that um, eight hours was the minimum rest period between sleep deprivation sessions exceeding 48 hours. In addition to swelling... Uh, he experienced edema on his head due to walling, abrasions on his neck, blisters on his ankles from the shackles. Um, detainees were refused access to toilets, put in diapers and left hanging by their wrists in cells for extended periods of time. We're talking days. Okay, it's not, you know, 10, 10 hours, whatever. Uh, stress positions on broken limbs. They would, um, they put them in cramped confinement. They'd have them shackled to the to the ceiling, basically. Uh, and they would just have them stand on, they play Russian roulette. I already saw, I'm trying to look for there. There's one specific one that I wanted to read. Well, uh, and the, the biggest thing about this is it's not like mafia torture techniques where we're just like breaking a dude's knees to get like, to get him to pay his money back. Right. We're breaking these people's legs and feet and then making them stand on them yeah. for like, you know, two days at a time. And this whole sleep deprivation thing, the fact that this was a, a very regular form of torture, and the fact that there's it no It was used in conjunction. It was there, like a thing they right. used in conjunction. It was just torture. like, we're doing this on top of everything right. else. And there's no possible way to give any accurate information no. when you're basically, we talk about the word legally, you'd be legally insane right. at that point. No like doubt You'd be ruled 100% out of your mind. And the fact that we're using this to get accurate information out of somebody is just, uh, I don't even know. See, I beg the question is like, as we're going through this and reading it, it, to me, it seems like a name on a piece of paper. Do we actually know who these people were? Maybe that one guy did have some information. Well, maybe he See, did, but you're not like, going to get that information by doing this. That, again, he's going to, you know, you're just not going to get that information. Um, the forgotten man chained to a wall. One CIA interrogator at Cobalt reported that literally a detainee could go for days or weeks without anyone looking at him. And that his team found one detainee who, as far as we could determine, had been chained to a wall in a standing position for 17 days. Some prisoners were said to be like dogs in kennels. When the doors to the cells were opened, they cowered. In, um, in April 2006, during a CIA briefing, George Bush expressed discomfort at the image of a detainee, detainee chained to the ceiling, clothed in a diaper, and forced to go to the bathroom on himself. On himself. This man is thought to be uh, Ridha al-Najjar, who was forced to spend 22 hours each day with one or both wrists chained to an overhead bar for two consecutive days while wearing a diaper. I mean, it, it's the most extreme sadism that you can possibly imagine and they had a green light and there's not going to be any punishment for them either well maybe there will be uh the the, and the un we we gotta i guess we gotta wrap up and i think we have like 15 minutes um i don't think so well we'll see what happens uh there's a the you this guy at the un i i don't have his name i apologize he is calling for uh prosecutions the that's the only uh, kind of saving grace in this whole thing is that um, it won't just be handled within the United States. Right. Is that the well, UN's calling for it, and then maybe we will get some justice because 
if this was just handled within the United States, there would it never would go away. be any chance of it. No, and I think the international community has to put pressure. And I think, you know what? Fuck it. Obama's not running for pre- uh, president again. Do something. Do yeah. something about it now. I want to play real quick before we get out of here. This is the, uh, the Fox News discussion that um, is just infuriating. I mean... The one that made you want to throw hammers? Yes, the one that made me want to... Uh, yeah. I mean, really, I, I like it, I, you can't. This is what is so frustrating because like this is going to shape the narrative for a large part of the country. And it's so fucking dangerous. Uh, it's infuriating. So I'm going to play that right now. So as we wrestle with whether the report should have been released, maybe the overarching issue here, too, is do the American people have a right to know? Jesse, your thought. I don't want to know about it. I think people do nasty things in the dark, especially after a terrorist attack. I find it ironic that they're dropping this report on the same day that Gruber's testifying to knock that out of the front pages. Well, you're a fucking moron. Democrats are just trying to get one last shot in at Bush before they go into the minority. And they didn't even... How you could look? How you could look at this all and think like it's political? Like no, you fucking idiot! It's it's humanity. It's what we are supposedly standing for, and it's it's completely the opposite of what the, that entire administration uh, said. At how the time. how much of an asshole do you have to be to go on the air and say something like well, that? Well, because you're defending. To be sitting here making this point of well, I think it's just a political thing, and I'm gonna do it in my douchiest voice as possible. Dude, fuck you. Wait, this gets better. You're going to love this. Yeah, I'm sure. Interview any of the CIA interrogators to do the report. It's kind of like how Rolling Stone does their reporting. They only get one side. And, you know, to, to say that this is about transparency at the CIA, you know, the Democrats didn't care about transparency when they were destroying hard drives at the IRS. So I'm just not buying But you it. know about that. Well, fucking sunlight at the CIA? I'm sorry. That's one place I don't need sunlight. I don't think they need to give me a lot of transparency at the CIA. Look, thousands of Americans... Fox News advocating for uh, the government to be opaque were killed after 9-11 the Bush administration did what the American public wanted and that was do whatever it takes to keep us safe these terror tactics have been stopped because as a country we decided we are better than this so we stopped them which is my point then why are we putting out this memo? We've had this discussion, we've had this debate, and it's not about democracy now. No, no, it's about politics. It's about oh Democrats God. being so fundamentally lost as a party, Harris, they have to return to an old playbook. The plays that they ran right when Obama got into office trying to prosecute CIA officials. Which they obviously should have been prosecuted, you silly lady. Like, yeah, clearly... Yeah, they need to be prosecuted. That That's why. It's not a playbook, dummy. It's international law championed by your favorite president, Ronald Reagan. For these terror tactics and that same playbook that they feel got them the House of Re- Representatives back, even under Tom DeLay's electoral map. They were screaming about this. It's how they were winning elections. They have nothing else to talk about, and they don't want to talk about Gruber or health care or the IRS or anything else. All right. But, you know, when Republicans They're really say, good at know, diverting things. Well, that's what the, exactly what they're it's doing. unbelievable. Right? Because they, what are they going to do? Say, yeah, Cheney should go to jail? They work for Cheney, basically. Fucking, this is Kennedy, former MTV VJ. Why now? Why this timing? Why not this? Timing. Because I mean, no time leave. is a good because, time. No, that's not true. She's leaving her chairmanship. So Diane Feinstein wants to get this off her desk. And look, I agree with you. The United States of America is awesome. We are awesome. But we've had this discussion. We've closed the book on it and we've stopped doing it. First of all, we haven't stopped doing it because we're doing a lot of the shit at Guantanamo. We're force feeding people. That's torture. We're, we're doing shit still. I'm but glad we're, we're awesome. Yeah, we're, no, we're yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're so still awesome. No, no, no. The only right. thing you need to take away from this is that we're awesome. 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. absurd. And the reason they want yeah. to have this discussion is not to show how awesome we are. This administration wants to have this discussion to show us how we're not awesome. This administration they apologize not for this country. I mean, they this, don't like this kind of, country. Kind of, are, they want, they so want us to look bad, and all this does is have our enemies laughing at us that we are having Our enemies are beheading again. and raping people. I, I agree. This so isn't going to get them so fired up anyway. And what do you think shoving a tube up somebody's ass and sending a pureed nuts and shit? Yeah, is that not a rape what what is that yeah humiliated a few terrorists i know i know they're flippant about it so why is everybody outraged am i oh god yeah. that guy's a fucking i know we're, we're actually be I, we're kind of running behind here today so we're kind of getting shooed out of the studio in a second but yes. i mean final thoughts on that <laughs> no yeah it's unbelievable i mean that is infuriating to watch them do that it um, really is yeah, sorry guys. We had a um, we had a lot going on at the studio today. Um, we kind of what we're very excited about. We revamped the studio and everything's yeah, great, right. which makes us very happy. But um, we've been running very behind on shows today. Excuse me. We have two more shows coming in behind us, so we kind of have to wrap up early today, which kind of sucks. But it is what it is. Yeah, it's irritating. Joey, any final thoughts there? I really wish that. There was some positive that came out of the torture, but from the fact that people were just making up things and it didn't, nothing really happened except a bunch of people that are sadists got to punish another human being. Yeah, absolutely. That's all that seems to happen yeah, in this case. That's what it was. We, we have more on this. I mean, uh, you know, we could potentially get into it a little bit next week. Uh, we're looking forward to hopefully getting this person from Gamergate. If not next week, the week after, whatever, we're going to get somebody in the near future. Very yeah. cool. Guys, thank you for listening. Please, um, if you want to get in touch with us, I'm Mansamp on Twitter. I'm A Lozy, A underscore L O Z Z I. And I'm Joey from Jersey with a Z. Perfect. Uh, our email is mandatorysampson at gmail.com. We appreciate any uh, comments, questions, whatever you got. SoundCloud.com slash mandatorysampson. Go on iTunes, rate, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Uh, you can send uh, me a Snapchat if you like at Mansamp. I, I understand it now. Uh, yeah. And uh, we are going to close out with a song by Devin Baldwin. It's a pretty cool song, actually. I've really been listening to it a lot. It's uh, a Blink-182 cover of the song Don't Leave Me, which is really cool. It's a great song. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's basically it. Andy? Uh, yeah, thanks so much, guys, for listening. And I know it was a really heavy episode today, and I'm sorry we had to stop kind of Yeah, I'm, really I'm annoyed that we kind of Abruptly, have to yeah. Like none of us are happy about this. But um, but thanks guys for listening and um, and next week we promise won't be as heavy. But uh, we might have to talk about this a little bit more. But uh, one other thing, as Chris said, we're doing uh, another song at the end of this episode. We did one last week, and uh, that's the thing we want to do from now on. Now we're gonna play a song at the end of each episode. You guys don't have to listen to it if you want. There's nothing coming behind the song. But um, if you want to hear some cool music and just to change up your tastes. Uh, feel free listen. to listen to it at the end of the episode. So thanks so much, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>